Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Up on Gay presents... Conversations with a legend. Around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Around here, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. What's up, everybody? LeVar Arrington here with another episode of Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. Now, this one is super, super special. Why? Well, because I'm not interviewing an NFL legend today solely i'm interviewing an inter- nfl legend and a nascar legend so we're going put them together all right i got my man willie gillis here and i got my man elliot sattler here all right elliot obviously being an amazing nascar race car driver ton of success and my man mr willie gillis played quarterback correct That's do correct. i have it right mm. For the Green Bay Packers, played in Canadian League for a little while as well, and has been a coach. Both have given back, and you're about to find out where the intersection of why we have NASCAR meets NFL starting right now. I appreciate you guys joining me on the show. Yep, thank you for having me. First and foremost, let me let me put this one out there to you guys, both from the same area, I believe, from from <laughs> this area. 
Emporia, Virginia. Yep. And, and I don't say it really well, so therefore, if I don't say it well, I'm gonna make sure I put it out there for them to say. So let's say it with me again. At Emporia. Emporia, Virginia. Okay, Emporia. We're from the Emporia. same road. From the we same live on road. the same road. Yes, we do. Give me the give me the history. Give me the background of this because this is what's going to make this interview so special. What's the background? Who beat up who first? Who ran from who We're first? We're not the same age now. Okay. <clears throat> oh, okay. Somebody's a little older. <laughs> Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, so a couple you, days. Were you were you the hero, Willie? Was Willie the hero? Give me the backdrop of everything. So I, so Willie, when I came along, was who we looked up to when we went to school here at Greensville County. He okay. did such good things, was making it big time, off to the pros, playing for the Packers. So we look up to him from our area. And then he and I actually grew, grew up and live now still on the same road. We've always, I think, kind of kept in touch with what each other's doing. And we talk about hunting and other things now too. Okay. We bring up so much of that, but... Um, he was always a little bit ahead of us, so somebody we all looked and strived, and somebody you could say, "Hey, he made it from here." He's and a legend, right? Why can't I? Right. So, yep. Awesome. And what do you know of of Elliot? Elliot has always come from um, number one, an awesome family, and that always um, was supportive in the area. Not supportive of the individual, but our entire area. They've always supported of the community. So just knowing Elliot, um, he has some exploits as, as an athlete, not only as a race car driver, but uh -oh. he grew up playing basketball at Greensville, uh -oh. yeah, uh -oh. uh, being a good player. So we always looked up to that silent name and Hermie and Elliot were always productive people in Emporia, not only just athletes, but just from their makeup and their father and what they built here in Emporia. And that was important, not only for me, for everybody here to just go off and say, you, you're from Emporia. Well, who's from Emporia? First name we say, Elliot Sally. Oh yeah, I remember Sally. I had to come through there and get gas, and also had to get stopped by a police. Yeah, get a speed ticket. Get a speed ticket. So we're famous for that. Right. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So doing doing it in a way where you guys were able to be great enough to make it to the pros, and and obviously for for your road, Willie, not not a conventional. Road, just talk to me a little bit about how that that beginning and being that hero in in the local community led to you going to HBCU. Going from the HBCU, you you had the opportunity to play in the National Football League. Continue your career playing in the Canadian Football League. Walk me through how did that? How were you able to navigate? How were you able to do that uh, coming up? Um, it was very challenging coming from number one, uh, coming from a very small town and this not being the recruiting Mecca of America. So coming and playing in Greensville, having an opportunity and then playing the position of quarterback was also challenging for African American at that time yeah. in which I came up. But and you're a big uh, fella, like yeah. sitting next yeah. to you, like at quarterback, like you, you got, like I got to tighten up if I'm going to come get winner. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. a big fella. So go, go, I'm sorry. Yeah. And going on to Norfolk State uh, and having a, a great coaching staff and had someone who was supportive and not only talked about football, but talked about finishing your, your education. I was just blessed to, uh, number one, uh, win championships at Norfolk State, uh, be the number one ranked passer in, at that year in the country. So that helped. Unfortunately, my junior year, something traumatic happened. I, I broke my wrist on my throwing hand. My last, the third game of the season, broke my wrist, they flew me up to UVA. 
I had the chance to meet Dr. Frank McHugh, the world-renowned Dr. Frank McHugh. And Frank said, you know, you broke your navicular. Um, it's going to be challenging. But if you, if it's, I said, it's painful, but I can throw. He said, what we'll do, we're going to cash you every day, Monday through Thursday, take the cast off on Friday, and see if you can play on Saturday. My senior year, I had to endure that. Uh, but some way, you, you know, through. I got through it. And so that was another way of challenge. That was a challenge for me. And so everything else down the road and coming out of Norfolk State, it was tough to get a look. Being an African-American quarterback at that time. Uh, but some way I made it. I got in, started out uh, in the Canadian Football League, had some success there, came back to Green Bay, and then ended up with Kansas City Chiefs okay. where I had a, a career-ending injury, um, had a fractured back, and I just let it go. Okay. But fortunately, because of that ground, having that foundation, yes. having that, that education, that's why I landed into coaching right now. But it was a lot of perseverance, a lot of hard work, and being connected with a lot of good people. Indeed, indeed. Family business, dad, dad had, well, as, as I got from Hermie, one started off with one truck, one transport truck, one shop. It grows, it builds, but the question turns into, how did you get into driving? Yeah, so when, when I was seven or eight years old, my dad had a guy that worked for him named Danny Wyatt that was a world championship go-kart racer. Okay. And he was just a service guy for us during the week, making house calls and things like that. But on the weekends, he was this world famous driver. So he took my brother one time to a local racetrack up in Broadnax, a couple miles away, and they kind of started racing with me being the little brother at seven years old. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I like this. Hey, I, I want to I, do, do this too. Right. So that's kind of how the racing got going. Seven years old, racing go-karts, racing up and down the East Coast, and kind of all the way through to high school. When high school, when I was a senior in high school, I had some decisions to make. Um, I got a scholarship to go play at James Madison University for Lefty Trezell, playing basketball. I also was trying to race late model stock cars at the same time at South Boston, trying to keep my racing going. Wow. I also had some scholarship opportunities to play baseball in college, okay. but that was going to interfere with racing. So I decided to go, go try to play basketball. Well, got hurt, had a couple knee surgeries, and never recovered. I was marginal anyway, okay. but then when I lost my quickness, then it was like I was done. Dropped out of the. I market. dropped out, and I dropped out of school. Okay. I was that guy. Okay. Poor, poor, pitiful me. Why does this happen to me? I've mm -hmm. worked my whole life. You know, I was the kingpin for that poster. You know, that poster kid. So now that's what I relate to my kids now to, the, to this day. Okay. That I've been there, done that, seen it. I'm not gonna let it happen to you. Uh -huh. But we'll get about that later. Okay. So dropped out of school, came home racing on the weekends, working for my dad during the week, whether it's washing cars in the back or, uh, you know, running parts around different places for cars or what have you, cleaning back gas pumps, you know, whatever I was asked to do. And I sat down and made a deal with my dad in 1995 going, look, give me one year. Give me one year to make it on my own. Support me, help me, run into late model races and these Xfinity races, Bush races at the time to try to get seen, try to get noticed, you know, be in the right place at the right time, and was able to throw it all together, and kind of the rest is history. Just right place, right time, wow. performed when I needed to perform, got, got seen, signed a deal, and then the rest 25 years later, you know, I've, I've been a race car driver. But just opportunity, I yeah. think, was always good for me and helped perseverance what I learned through my injuries in basketball I was not gonna let it happen to me where I shut another career off in racing so my 
mental part was stronger, but um, just was very fortunate to be in the right place, right time. Talk to me about mental mindsets. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Being a black quarterback in, in the era that you were, I mean, in the 80s, right? So it was yep. 70s, really. Late 70s coming out of high school, right? Early 80s, 81, Early 82. 80s, right? right? Okay. And, and finding your way to racing the way that you did you guys had to overcome adversity and and i always say when when adversity is present you find out what people are truly truly made of so when you guys were in those situations you dealing with not being in the recruiting mecca and and finding your way to norfolk you finding yourself being injured and it not working out the way that that you wanted it to work out Talk to me about was your mindset where it needed to be? I mean, to play through a wrist injury, mm-hmm. you've got to have a mindset to to humble yourself, to be able to wash cars and wash the, the gas pumps mm-hmm. and, and do those things where you're basically handling custodial duties. 
you got to humble yourself to be that but that also takes mindset you guys talk to me a little bit about what that mindset represented to you guys during those trying times and let me know how that plays a part in you guys today right now well thank you the the best the good thing about growing up in emporia virginia um there's not a lot of office jobs around here so we grew up working hard we grew up not being someone who's not used to getting your hands dirty so that adversity piece of working hard, that came easy for me. Uh, I would outwork anyone that was on the football field. Uh, when practice was over, I'd find a way to go to another field and work out because they ran us off of that field. So going through that in life, the hard, the hard part was not working hard, was just getting an opportunity. So my, my high school coach said, all a good man in life wants is an opportunity. So all I always wanted is an opportunity because I would work myself to, I was just blessed. I was blessed with, with two things, of size, and I was blessed with a strong arm. Um, so, you know, they, a lot of times they say, you can't teach speed, but you can't teach arm strength. Um, so when you have it, you have it. So when those hard times came up, when my wrist uh, was fractured, I reverted back on some of the times that growing up in Emporia. Things weren't always good, but we always knew to push through because there was a better day tomorrow. So seeing my grandfather, my grandfather was a farmer um, in, in, in Poirier, Virginia, growing up, watching him work on that farm and hearing the stories of the adversity and how tough it was back then, I never knew I was poor. I thought I was rich. And I always tell people I'm rich because of the things that, that was presented to myself when I was young. But the adversity, uh, it wasn't a big deal. I learned the way to fight, but I learned it at an early age. It just didn't come and just fall in my lap. And you got to work in that, that farm every day. Every day. That's, you don't no get days, days off. off. You <laughs> no don't days. get days off no. farming. So, no. so the idea of it for you is basically I'm seven days a week. I'm every day. Absolutely. What about you? So I think the biggest thing that helped me when I was growing up in such a small town is I had people naysayers when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old with the you don't have to do anything because of your last name or because of your dad. And so that really drove me to be the best I can be on the court, inside the lines, from a mental standpoint. I just, I, I took that personal. So I was gonna go to college to play something. I chose basketball, got hurt, went through that whole deal. And now, I'm, now I've put all my eggs into one basket of racing. And when I got my break, and I got a call from an owner, Gary Bechtel, who drove me down to Charlotte and said, all right, look, we're gonna take you to Charlotte Speedway this week, this Tuesday. And if you run a specific time, it was like a tryout. If you run a specific time, we're gonna race you this weekend at Michigan. Oh, wow. So I drive down there and we're practicing and testing and I'm working with the team and was able to, to run a, a quick enough time that they took me to Michigan that weekend. The following Tuesday, all right, we're going to take you to Darlington this weekend. And same thing, we're going to run us, if you can run a specific time this quick, we'll take you to Bristol this weekend to race. So that's kind of how I got into racing. It was kind of trial by fire. I mean, I was under, under the gun that I had to compete. But I think competing in team sports growing up, competing for yourself, for the love of the game, the love of your teammates, through the adversity, all those things helped me. My athletic background helped me when I first got to start in racing with that. That meant I've been through this before, I gotta get my mind right, 
and we can work through it. And after I passed that test and went to Bristol and had two good races in a row, they called me in, signed a deal, man, and, and, and the kind of rest is history from there. But I think he says the mental part, believing in yourself, yes. striving through it, and that's what I try to do in today's world with our kids we got coming in. You know, we've seen guys from our area like Willie that can make it. We have some kids that are in this area now that have big things ahead of them. And we Absolutely. look at yeah, and we look at them and look how they're working for it, they're striving for it, they're putting you know, they're putting all their effort into it. And we want our kids to know we're gonna help them have the same opportunities yeah. we have. We're yeah. here for you. Both of us chose to come back to Emporia, Virginia to do bigger and greater things than even probably what we went through. And that's the way I look at it, that we, I can use my experience of what we went through as a professional athlete. I can help the kids in this area have a platform. Mm -hmm. And if I can just give them a platform, I know they can do it. Mm -hmm. They just need to be in a positive environment. They need somebody to love them and believe in them, and they can make it happen. I love that. A lot of the reason why I do this, this show is to create that voice and create that message of what it is that you just said, that, mm -hmm. that positive influence, that positive thought process of who you are and, and the belief of what you can do. And giving that education, you guys giving back that knowledge, we now have NIL deals, naming mm -hmm. image likeness. Now it may hit you different because in racing, it's all about naming it's all image likeness. and likeness, it is. okay? It is. Yeah. So I'm interested to get your perspective on this as to how it impacts, how you believe it will impact college sports with football and, and with basketball and those things like that, more specifically to me, football. Mm -hmm. So. But the idea of it to me is these kids need to understand and their families need to understand what these opportunities present earlier now. Because mm -hmm. if you understand it now, then you have a real opportunity to maximize what the potential opportunities could, could hold for you. You don't necessarily have to ever play a professional down a football mm -hmm to have achieved success with branding yourself and creating a name image likeness that that is monetizable that's all about what racing is and and Absolutely. to get those sponsorships so you guys tell me how you guys feel about where naming image likeness is for college I'll tell college. you from the racing side first so the biggest difference between playing football in the racing part is when Willie played for the Packers he had Packers Right. Or Green Bay. Right. When I drove, if you look at some of the pictures in here, I've had M&Ms or Coca-Cola right. or Chevrolet, Fortune 500 companies that right. you have contracts with. That is a great thing on the name, image, and likeness, right? Because we're getting paid on the side for everything that they're using it for. Mm -hmm. But what comes with that is responsibility. So when you have, in my opinion, college kids that are going to these colleges, yes, I believe they should get money based on their name, image, and likeness. But a college kid also needs to be prepared and ready. What comes that, how they act on and off the field also will affect your name, mm -hmm. image, and likeness mm -hmm. in a positive way or, or a negative way. One of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, I was 21 years old, I got to deal with the Wood Brothers, one of the most famous race teams in racing. Eddie said, come on, I need you to come to the shop tonight, 21 years old. 
He didn't tell me what for, so I drove to Stewart, Virginia, four and a half hours west of here. He pulled me in the back of the shop. The whole race shop is there with their family and kids. And he said, how you act on and off the track affects how these people eat their paychecks. Because you're our driver, you're our representative now. So I think when, if you got college kids coming in, they just gotta be prepped and be ready to, it's a big advantage and they deserve it for what they go through. But I hope somebody really gets them ready for what could also come from the other side mm -hmm. as well. And when you look at it from a football aspect, um, college athletes, I think the biggest piece that the NIL is going to do is going to teach them a lot of responsibility. Uh, so that a young man will have the opportunity to set his goals of how much money that, how much money you can make. There's no limit to how much money you can make as a college. But you're going to have, it's going to make you be more responsible, what you say, what you do in your community, and how you act. It's not only about the performance. At one time, it's about how I perform on Saturday. But now it's about every aspect of your life, how to communicate effectively, how to treat your, 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 your fellow man. So all that's going to come into play. And when they see I can make $1 million if I do this, but I can make $10 million if I do it this way, that's going to spur another type of behavior. And, and I think that's one thing that's going to help our kids in understanding that my marketability is also going to have to be things I do off the field, whether I graduate. Do I understand what a contract is? Can I read that contract? Can I surround my, myself with people that's going to also promote what I'm trying to promote? So I think it's going to be positive in some aspects. And I think today's athlete right now is more educated than when I came along. They understand the big picture now. But the NIL is going to be an, an enormous opportunity for a lot of kids. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Well, can I ask y'all a question? Why has it taken this long to have this conversation? I mean, honestly. A, for for, for it's college, of, it's a hell of a question. For college athletes, it's a hell of a question because it has always there has always been a monopoly on the brands that are represented, and and the whole the whole lawsuit deal with Ed O'Bannon yeah. who right. you know played UCLA, for UCLA, yeah. Yeah. and they were using his name and likeness on the basketball game, the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, video game and, and he, you know, fought it and this, that, and the other. I think it just opened up the floodgates to a conversation that, as you mentioned, it's something that should have happened a really long time ago, but yet hasn't happened. And there's going to have to be a lot of, of learning. There's going to be a tremendous learning curve, not just oh, yeah. for the kids themselves, but for the universities and these, these staffs. They're going to have to try to figure out how this all works because being able to pay pay kids being able to monetize your brand mm-hmm. totally changes it's going to change the complexities and and the the rules of engagement it's going to change everything Absolutely. because it's super intense going after these recruits and going after these kids yeah. to come to your school so and then you you throw in the transfer portal yeah, where you know now these kids can come and go as they please. Mm-hmm. It's just college now becomes a very very complex place to to exist and to to thrive. So why it's taking this long to have the conversation, I don't know. I think evolution is obviously inevitable, and and we finally have gotten to a place of where where all these years players we sit there and we'd be like, man, like. I'm sitting here digging for quarters, scrounging for <laughs> yeah. dollars, yeah. and I just played in front of a hundred thousand people. Right. Yeah. You know, and and a whole bunch of them. I mean, half of them have my jersey on. Yeah. Right. You know, right. even to this day, people still wear my jersey. Mm. So, when you think about those conversations and and how they play out, it's kind of mind-boggling that it would take so long for these conversations to ensue, but nonetheless, they, they now do, and they have taken place, and, and now we're here, which brings me to my next question. You guys are deeply rooted in the community, so you came in, Elliot, you were talking about, you know, I said, did you come off from, from working out on the field? You're going back in practice. Mm-hmm. You're, you're out there, you're, you're not just a legend on on the raceway as you mentioned you're a legend in your community and giving back same with you will you you coach you give back you're in the community you guys team up and participate on on certain certain aspects of this tell me a little bit about the foundation 
of what you guys have going on and and does that even play does that play a part in the building of of the you know the character to help develop the character of these young young people i heard you guys mention give them give them a platform mm -hmm. talk about your program and what that program allots these kids um first of all i'd like to just talk about you know why i came back to Emporia to do what I'm doing now. Um, I grew up looking at a lot of kids who had a lot of talent in this area. Um, I looked at kids who, uh, to tell me, I was not the best player on my high school football team. I had three other guys who were good football players. But I also saw that kids were getting the opportunities. So I always said, if I had ever had an opportunity to come back, that would be my biggest mission, to create opportunities for young people. Um, went to work and stayed in the Tidewater area. All my kids grew up in Hampton Roads area. But after they were all gone and going to college and finished, I wanted to come back to Emporia because whenever I would come back to visit my mother and father, I'd see those guys who had been playing on Friday at the high school. I'd see them walking them down, so up, and down, up and down Main Street. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I had the opportunity, I, had to, I asked the head coach, can I help come and help you, man? I don't want any money. I just want to come out and help. But my main goal is, look, we're we going to score a lot of points, but we got to score points after the game, after these guys finish. That's where I want to score the most in helping kids get into college. So when that started happening and we start seeing kids in the community get into college, and then also in our communities, we were also kid, seeing kids that weren't given the opportunity. So that's where I found it. What it's called right now, the Washington Park LLC Association. And we're in our uh, community center right in the heart of where I learned to throw a football. That's so near and dear to my heart because I learned to throw a football right on that field. So we are right now engaging in kids, running the mentorship program, running the CTE program, which is helping kids um, get jobs to read a ruler. They can get a job. We also run the um, sports. We're playing flag football, play AU. We just finished um, putting the weight room in our, and we're in need of a lot more. The big picture is to have a a baseball field there, a really good, nice baseball field, and also a turf field because we don't have a really nice field in the entire county. So that's the big picture. But giving kids an opportunity to reach their potential. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest push here in Emporia because we have kids with a lot of potential, but they don't know how to get there. And mm -hmm. so it's going to take the entire community in helping, not just me, not just Herman, not just Elliot, but the entire community pushing these kids in a positive direction and showing them that education is important. It's showing them that being respectful is important. So having those foundational pieces, that's going to, not only when they leave here, because kids will get an opportunity, but how are you going to treat that opportunity when you get it? So mm -hmm. that's near and dear to it, and that's what we're trying to do at Washington Park Association here in Emporia, Virginia. Love it. Yeah, and so when I came along, my dad was a coach in this area, and I remember picking up kids and taking them home, getting them to the practice, getting them home, trying to be a part of everybody's life that we could be a part of. He, he set a very high standard for me and my brother and my sister to be a part of. But after I retired, I wanted to move back home. This is where my family's from and got married locally, having two kids, getting involved with recreational ball and things like that. One of my friends had started uh, the Top Hand uh, Baseball Academy that has you know baseball and softball and things like that. I'll go in with him and start a Top Hand Foundation. Now we have after school programs, mentoring, the same thing as Willie doing, trying to get these kids in a good, positive environment. We have baseball, we have softball, we have boxing, we have cheerleading, we have gymnastics. And of course, all the after-school stuff that comes with that as well, all the tutoring that we have for kids that we 
uh, involved in. But what it's kind of led me to do is bringing kids in. We've, uh, we're working with different foundations in our, in our county that's given us scholarships, being able to bring them in. We're bringing college coaches in. We're bringing motivational speakers in. So if these kids have a dream to go play at the next level, whatever sport it is, we want to give them that opportunity where they can take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. So we're bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. We're bridging the gap to try to give them opportunity and try to get them prepared for that as best we can. We've been very fortunate. We're averaging about seven kids a year right now getting scholarship help awesome. to go play at the next level in softball and baseball on both That's sides. Awesome. And, you know, we're from a poor area of Virginia, so anything we can do from a help standpoint, a scholarship standpoint, anything that we can help them make it to the next level, not only are they pursuing their education, but they're also following their dreams as well as far as playing sports. So we're doing the same thing right. uh, side by side in a, right. in a community that I feel needs it. Yes. All we want them to do, if they will just walk through the door, Absolutely. if you just, just walk through the door, give us an opportunity. Yeah, I have hugged and cried with moms <laughs> and dads and kids so much in the last four years that, I mean, it, it drives you to, man, we can, we can do this. Yes. We can make this happen here. We, our kids don't have to have be from a big city with a huge 5A school to be seen to follow their dreams. They can do it right here. They just need a little help. I love and it. And that's the way we look at it. I just had a conversation yesterday with a college coach and said, you guys drive through here. You drive through here going to, to Virginia Beach. You drive through here going to Richmond. But you drive through here and, and there are kids that are available that you don't have to worry about next year them transferring because they're going to appreciate everything you do for them. Mm -hmm. You're going, you, you come from Chapel Hill, but you're driving right down 58. Mm -hmm. There's Greensfield, there's Southampton, there's Brunswick. So there's kids along this 58 corridor yeah. that we feel deserve the same opportunity that the kids have in Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Richmond also. Sure. So we're just trying to push for those opportunities and we could continue to have platforms like this and along with social media, telling them about the kids that we have. We have a 6'5 wide receiver. He's going to be a junior next year, 6'5. Um, he scored nine touchdowns for us this year. He He's going to run in the 4'5 range. Uh, I'm looking for coach to be knocking down the door for him, and I know he's going to be a player. All right. My last question to you guys. When it all comes to an end, we all got to, whatever it is you, you believe in, I believe you got to go meet your maker when we're in that box and somebody's looking down on us and they're giving an account of who we were as a person, what is your legacy? What, what is it that you would be happy to know that the person standing there that's speaking on your behalf had this to say about you? So yeah. I'm, I've been very fortunate in the professional racing career that I had. 27 years, great living. I met some amazing CEOs of the biggest companies in the world. Um, a lot of success on the track. But my heart is being called coach. That is, to me, the best thing I can, I don't use my last name now. Mm -hmm. I am Coach Elliott. I don't want them to think of me as the race car driver. I want them to think of me as their coach. Mm -hmm. They're side by side. I'm standing with you through that. So on that day, uh, when I go back 
uh, to be with my maker. I want people to know that I was a coach and I loved them and I did everything I could to help them reach their dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's it. As a coach, that's my number one thing. I want my kids to know I loved them and I pushed them because I wanted them and I say, maybe I saw something in them that maybe they don't even see in their cell. I want them to understand that I'm pushing them in that direction because I believe they can take it and they deserve to have that opportunity. Love it. Yep. I think that the biggest thing when we look at that, when we look at our lives and we look over everything that we've done and when I look over everything that I've done, um, I looked at a Grey Cup championship. I looked at CIAA championship. But my biggest, my biggest, I think, award will be when I'm going to wherever I'm going, I hope someone would say, Willie Gillis, help somebody. If I didn't only, I have kids all the time come back and say, if my kids or my players come to that funeral where I am and they say, coach, help me be a better father. Coach, help me be a better baseball player. Coach, help me. The biggest thing is, because I do it because someone helped me. My mother uh, is a nurse. My, my nieces are nurses. My sisters are nurses. We are in the, we, the Gillises are helping group of people. So they can, my mother kind of spurred my life and kind of guided me toward helping someone. So that's the biggest thing that I want people to say is Willie Gillis help somebody. I love it. Speaking of helping somebody, got something for you guys. On behalf of Pacematic and us collaborating with Up On Game, we would like to present Washington Park Association LLC with a $2,500 donation Good job, Thank you. to help help push push things a little forward and and help continue what it is that the journey has been. So want to make sure that we we contribute not just in getting your story but also how important it is for Pacematic and and myself to be able to give back to the community well, thank so, you thank you all right <laughs> awesome you guys man. and i will say this i'll put i'll put a bow on it with this lavar we are so proud of willie and what he's done for this community and what he's doing now yes and his reach into our communities that that needed the most goes further than anybody else the trust that everybody has in him so it's neat for him to be able to do what he does on a daily basis it means a lot to this town and this community 100 percent. love it thank you yes sir thank you let's keep doing it let's keep doing it and we're going to keep doing it all right you've just been put up on game presents with conversations with a legend all right with legends this time with my man elliot sattler and my man willie gillis Appreciate them coming on. Appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you check us out. Subscribe wherever it is that you download your podcast. You can get Up On Game Presents and hear these very interviews and their entireties. Look for us on social media as well. I'm LeVar Arrington. Just gave you a segment, man. I just gave you an episode. Dropping <laughs> dimes on you. All right. Giving you jewels. Have a good one. Till next time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them 
can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.